It is a joy to be here, and uh, you can go and be turning your Bibles to the book of Acts. Acts chapter 17. And while you're turning there, I do, I do bring you greetings from Sovereign Grace Baptist Church, Hortense, or Popwellville, Georgia. We're thankful uh, to be here and thankful my family could be here. Lord willing, by the time the end of this conference, some of the folks from church will be here as well. So we're, we're thankful for that also. This is the first time that I've been here for this conference. I've was able to be here once on a Wednesday night uh, since I've been moved down here, and we're thankful for that. But I reckon it may not be the first time this this tie has been here. This tie belonged to Brother Reggie, uh, and uh, Sister Faye gave it to me, and I thought I'd wear it today. Uh, just thinking about guys like my grandfather and Brother Reggie and so many that have gone on before us. But I want to thank the ch- church here and Brother brother Jackson for the opportunity to preach at this conference. I'd heard so much about it through the years. I always wanted to come and never was able to. And so when I got moved down here, I thought, well, Lord willing, I'll be able to make it. And then y'all didn't have it for a little while. So when I heard you were going to have it, I said, I, I'm planning to go. And uh, it's a blessing to be at a Bible conference. It's a double blessing to be able to get to preach. And so I thank you for it. Thankful for the hospitality, the good room, and the bag of onions. It's the first time I've ever been to a Bible conference and got a bag of onions. And so thank you. Thank you for that. And uh, and I pray that uh, that this won't be the last time, unless unless the Lord comes back. And, and what a joy it is to think about that. And, uh, and there we go. Amen. Amen. Uh, Jesus is coming soon. I do believe that. But in Acts chapter 17, Acts chapter 17, we'll begin reading at verse 1. It says, Now when they had passed through Amphipolis and Apollonia, they came to Thessalonica where there was a synagogue of the Jews. And Paul as his manner was, went in unto them, and three Sabbath days reasoned with them out of the Scriptures, opening and alleging that Christ must needs have suffered and risen again from the dead, and that this Jesus whom I preach unto you is Christ. And some of them believed and consorted with Paul and Silas, and of the devout Greeks, a great multitude, and of the chief women, not a few. But the Jews which believed not, moved with envy, took unto them certain lewd fellows of the baser sort, and gathered a company, and set all the city in an uproar, and assaulted the house of Jason, and sought to bring them out to the people." And when they found them not, they drew Jason and certain brethren unto the rulers of the city, crying, These that have turned the world upside down are come hither also. 
whom Jason had received. And these all do contrary to the decrees of Caesar, saying that there is another king, one Jesus. And they troubled the people and the rulers of the city when they heard these things. And when they had taken security of Jason and of the ruler, or of the other rather, they let them go. And the brethren immediately sent away Paul and Silas by night unto Berea, who coming thither went into the synagogue of the Jews. These were more noble than those in Thessalonica, in that they received the word with all readiness of mind, and searched the Scriptures daily whether those things were so. Therefore many of them believed, also of honorable women which were Greeks, and of men not a few. But when the Jews of Thessalonica had knowledge that the word of God was preached to Paul at Berea, they came thither also and stirred up the people. And then immediately the brethren sent away Paul to go, as it were, to the sea, but Silas and Timotheus abode there still. And they that conducted Paul brought him unto Athens, and receiving a commandment unto Silas and Timotheus for to come to him with all speed, they departed. I'll take my text today from verse 11. These were more noble than those in Thessalonica in that they received the word with all readiness of mind and searched the scriptures daily whether those things were so. If I were to put a title on this message, it would be those noble Bereans. Those noble Bereans. And I believe we can learn much from this text. I believe we can glean much from them. In fact, in a world full of much error and heresy, we can uh, learn much from them as Baptists, as God's people. We see the theme of this conference. You all have titled this, The Ancient Landmarks. And as Baptists, we have the Bible. We say that the Bible is our only rule of faith and practice. And this is a good thing to consider because without the Word of God, beloved, we would be like a ship without a compass. We would be as lost as a snake in the grass. And when we think about this, there are many. We hear them on the radio. We see them on TV. We know they're very sensational. I'm talking about the Joel Osteens and the Greg Locks and guys like that. They draw crowds, but beloved... But beloved, they have drifted far, far and away from the Word of God. And if we, if we are not careful, we may do the same. We must hold on to the Word of God. We must make sure that this book, this book is something that we hold on to. And so we have this great example here to give you some context. This is on Paul's second, second missionary journey. I love, I love preaching through the book of Acts. In fact, this is the second time that I'm preaching through the book of Acts. The first time was in Mansfield several years ago. Now I'm preaching through it here in Georgia. Not today, I don't have time. But, uh, over at, over at my home church there in, uh, there, there in Hortense. 
And it's, it's taken several weeks. You know, we're still in the first missionary journey. We've not made it here to Acts chapter 17 yet. But beloved, there's a lot of things going on here and things that are relevant to us today. And in this, just to give you some context, this is on Paul's second missionary journey. And he's been driven. I, I read the whole, the whole, uh, several verses there just to get the context. We see that he was driven by a mob from Thessalonica and he fled to Berea where he preached Christ. Now he preached Christ in Thessalonica. But the Brians, he preached Christ there too. And the Brians heard what the Thessalonians heard, but they gave him a better reception there. They didn't drive him away. And in fact, uh, what, what we find there in, in our text is that the Bereans were not afraid to discuss. They were not afraid to examine. They were not afraid to investigate this new teaching which Paul brought to their ears. This teaching of Jesus Christ and Him crucified, buried and risen again. That is the message of the Scriptures which Paul brought to their ears. And so we want to look at this text here today. The first thing we want to see, and if you want my outline, pretty much it's just there in Acts 17 and verse 11. So if you want to slide your ribbon there, we'll be going to some other verses, but we'll be back in this text quite a bit. So in Acts 17 and 11, these were more noble than those in Thessalonica in that they received the word with all readiness of mind. The first thing we want to notice is that these were a people who received the Word of God. They received the Word with all readiness of mind. This tells me something about the folks at Berea. This tells me that these were a people of God. These were people that God was working on. These were people that God had done a work with. This was a people that God was doing a work with. Because normal people, I'm talking people of the world, don't want nothing to do with the Word of God. They don't want anything to do with God's Word. You know it from experience. Well, I know it. You know it from the Word of God. If you've studied God's Word... From 2 Corinthians chapter 2. Look there with me, please. In 2 Corinthians chapter 2. Beginning at verse 11, Paul says here, writing to the church at Corinth, he says, Lest Satan should get an advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. Furthermore, when I came to Troas to preach Christ's gospel, and a door was opened unto me of the Lord, I had no rest in my spirit, because I found not Titus my brother, but taking my leave of them, 
I went from thence into Macedonia. Now thanks be unto God, which always causeth us to triumph in Christ, and maketh manifest the savor of His knowledge by us in every place. For we are unto God a sweet savor of Christ, in them that are saved, and in them that perish. To the one we are the savor of death unto death, unto death, and to the other the savor of life unto life. Who is sufficient for these things? For we are not as many which corrupt the word of God, but as, but as of sincerity, but as of God. In the sight of God speak we in Christ. Beloved, it is a, it is a high blessing and a great honor to be saved and to be a member of one of the Lord's churches. But let us never think ourselves to be so much better than everybody else. To think of ourselves to be so great compared to everyone else. Were it not for the grace of God, we would be no different than the world at large. We would still be ignorant of even even the most basic of Scriptures. We would not have a desire for God's Word and a love for it the way that we do. And I look at this room and I'm thankful. I'm thankful for those who had the desire to come on a Friday night and a Saturday morning and a Saturday afternoon and to come and hear the preaching of God's word and those who are not able to be with us today to be to 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 tune in and to listen to the preaching of God's word there's a hunger beloved that we have for these things and we long for 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 for, for heaven and we long to be with the Lord forever and 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 we've sung about that and 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 brother Doug preached about that and you know this is a glimpse of what it's going to be like but not everybody has that kind of a desire not everybody wants to be here not everybody will sit down on their computer who's away from us, and say, oh, I wish I could be down here at the conference. Let's see what's going on over there. You see. And I'm not going to assume that everybody here has been born again either. And so, if you if you don't know the Lord, and if you're thinking, you know, I don't know the Lord, I don't know anything about this Jesus, and I wish this thing would be hurry up and be over with, let me just tell you that that this Jesus that Paul preached, this Jesus that's been preached already today, this hope for the, the Thessalonians, this hope for the Bereans, this is the same hope for you today. But if you have been saved, you know... You know from even your own experience that there was a time in your life, you think back far enough, the Word of God was not something you were interested in. Perhaps you would have been just like those Thessalonians who run the, run the preacher off. Run him away. 
and cause trouble. And even now, even as you go around and witness to people and talk to people and, and, and try to reason with them in the Scriptures, you know sometimes it's like talking to a brick wall. And sometimes as we get older in the faith, it's hard for us to remember that these things that seem so obvious to us aren't so to those who are lost. They need the Holy Spirit. They need the Lord. And let us let us remember let us remember that. But also also you and I even as we think about this text in this first part of it, they received the word with all readiness of mind, and we rejoice at this mark of, of a, of a person that the, the the Lord has gotten hold of, and we and we rejoice when we're around folks who love the word of God, and we love the word of God. Understand something as well that that the the Brins, they were receiving the word of God. It doesn't say just the young people receiving the word of God. It doesn't say just the 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 the, the, the just the, uh, the they were receiving the word of God until they arrived, until they got old enough, until they learned it all. No, the, this is something without an expiration date. We all need to continue receiving the word of God. Even if you're a very seasoned saint, been around for decades, even if it's been years since you've been saved, you still need to be learning and growing and receiving the Word of God. There's no retirement age in this. We need to re- receive the Word of God and continue receiving it. In Second Timothy chapter 2 and verse 15, 2 Timothy 2 verse 15, Paul writing to to Timothy, he said, Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. We're to be studying. I know that was written to a young preacher, but that, that goes for everybody. And if the, if the Bible can be rightly divided, that means it can also be wrongly divided. So we have to be careful about that. We've got to be a studying people or reading people. The Bereans were, 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 were receiving the word with all readiness of mind. Now sometimes there are, there are disagreements among God's people on certain passages of Scripture. But I know, I know, beloved, those who are noble like those Bereans among us because you're receptive to the Word of God. They received the Word. They received the Word. It's one thing to sit down with a brother or sister in Christ and have a disagreement over an interpretation, over a phrase or over a passage of Scripture. But to be in a, in a, in a, in a discussion with someone who refuses to receive the Word of God. And there's a difference in that. There really is, yes. 
And so, and so we, we ought to, we ought, we ought to be receptive to God's word and understand that the problem sometimes between brethren and is, is not the word of God. Sometimes it's us in our interpretation of the scriptures. We ought to receive the word and above all, receive it above Anything else, receive it above tradition, receive it above confessions, receive it above the writings of men, receive it above our own opinions, receive the Word of God. Be receptive to those things with the understanding that there may may be times whenever we're the ones that's wrong in the discussion. Sometimes that does happen. I've been proven wrong from the Word of God. I mean, I've been preaching now for quite a while. And there have been times I've been shown to be wrong on some things. But we've got to be receptive like the Bereans. Notice, beloved, secondly, they searched the Scriptures daily. These were folks who searched the Scriptures daily. They didn't just randomly look in the Scriptures every once in a while. They didn't randomly pick up their Bibles every now and again. Well, for one thing, they didn't have Bibles like we do. You know, uh, we're blessed. Well, sometimes we don't even know how blessed we are. Those Bereans didn't have their Bibles. You know, as I, as I, as I look out over the, this group here, I see some people have Bibles like what I've got. Some people have Bibles on their phone. They wouldn't be able to imagine how blessed we are. You can go into Walmart and buy a Bible. You can pick up a Bible at some gas stations. It's amazing how blessed we really are. When a man gets into the pulpit to preach, he needs to be preaching the Word of God. And what he preaches needs to be sound. And the men and women who are out listening to what he preaches should be should be able to check check it out according to what is in the Word of God. Someone mentioned 1 John 4, 1. You don't have to turn there. It just says, Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits whether they are of God, because many false prophets are gone out into the world. How do we try the spirits? How do we test them? The only way we can do that is by the Word of God. That's the only way. That's the standard. Just because somebody gets up into the pulpit, opens up a Bible and says a few words, that doesn't mean anything. It should mean something, but it doesn't. Not always. Second Timothy chapter four. Over in Second Timothy chapter four, verse one. I charge thee therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick and the dead, at his appearing in his kingdom, preach the word, be instant in season, out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. But, but 
After their own lust shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. They shall turn away their ears from the truth, shall be turned unto fables. I appreciate Bible conferences. I, I mentioned that a while ago. The, the charge is to preach the Word. We're having a Bible conference next next month. I'll invite you all over there, June June 24th and 25th. Our theme is preach the Word. That's a broad theme. We've got 66 books for the brethren to preach. And uh, I won't, for time's sake, I won't give you all the details about it, but come see me later for details on that conference. Come be with us. It'll, it'll be, we're we're going to have a good time over there in Hortense at the Sovereign Grace Baptist Church. We as preachers, when we get up into the pulpit, we need to preach the Word, and all of us need to expect it, yea, even demand it. We ought to demand that the Word of God is preached. We're not here to preach ourselves. We're not here to tell stories or give opinions or grind axes or win debates or stroke egos or entertain or tickle ears. Beloved, this is serious business. There's platforms for all of those other things. But when we get up here, this is what we're to do is preach the Word. And those Bereans were a great example for us as they searched the Scriptures daily to see whether those things were so. Are you? Am I? Is my family? Are we in God's Word daily? Daily in the Word of God. Thirdly, I want to notice, time's quickly going away from me, this was true for all preachers, even Paul. Beloved, you realize that Paul was an apostle? He was a missionary He had begun to write scriptures under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. He knew the Old Testament scriptures very, very well. And yet, even he did not get a free pass. As those folks listened to him, they searched the scriptures daily to see whether those things were so. I know there are some great preachers among us and even some here at this conference. But I can tell you none of us are as great as what the Apostle Paul was. None of us have gotten to the level of being better than Paul. We must not fall asleep at the wheel, neither in the pulpit nor in the pew when it comes to this. It's serious business when we think about the preaching of the Word of God. I came here to preach. God willing, that's what I'm doing here today, and it'll be a blessing and encouragement and even a challenge to to some folks. But I also came here to hear some good preaching. And I thank God for the good preaching that I've heard this weekend Lord willing, there'll be some more good preaching that'll follow. Do you know what I didn't come here for? And I feel like when, when, when I cover a text like this, I've got to say this. I didn't come here to find fault with every other man who gets up in the pulpit 
here at this church. It's true. We are bound to disagree on some things when we get a group of preachers come into a conference like this. You know what? Here's a, here's a deep, dark, dirty secret. I go back and listen to the to the last ten years of my own preaching, and I find some things I disagree with. Not every disagreement is worth dividing over or fighting over. God didn't give us this book so that we can tear each other apart and divide every which way and set up kingdoms and divisions on this earth. Now, I'm not talking about ecumenical movements or anything like that. There are some things worth dividing over. There are some things that we, we, we ought to have divisions over. But here's, 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 what, here's what I'm trying to say. The Bereans were first receptive to the Word of God. They were contending for the faith, but they were not being contentious. And sometimes we have to really get our minds wrapped around that sort of thing. Not every disagreement is a hill worth dying over. It's not a line worth dividing over. Some doctrine is, but not all are. So I can look out over this congregation and I can tell, for instance, just by looking, who agrees with me on the head covering. Brother Rob brought that up. I can tell who agrees with the head covering, who agrees with me on the head covering, and who doesn't. But like Brother Rob, I don't make a test of fellowship over that. There are other things that I can't tell by looking out over this congregation. I can't tell who has had scriptural baptism just by looking out over this congregation. I can't tell just by looking. But that's a, that's a serious issue too. You see, the head covering is serious and baptism is serious. One is something that I believe should cause more church division than the other, even though head covering is more visible. You see what I'm saying? Sometimes churches divide differently than other churches. And that's church business, you see. So in other words, our church may fellowship with some brethren that this church doesn't. And this church might fellowship with some people that Brother Rob might not fellowship with. And Brother Rob might fellowship with someone that Brother Doug might fellowship with. That's church independence and autonomy. Uh, I don't believe in second-hand or second-degree separation. Uh, you know, if brother, if brother Paul called me up and said, hey, will you come preach? It would be wrong of me to say, well, hold on, let me see the list of preachers you've got, and I'll tell you if I can come or not. That would be wrong. It's his conference, not mine. I'm not the Pope of Georgia. I don't even want to be the Pope of Georgia. Lord called me to pastor one church, not all churches. There's something to be said about unity and liberty on these things. On these things. Very quickly, very quickly, 
I think that what I'm trying to say is that we can find a lot of reasons to fellowship in this book rather than trying to find a lot of ways to divide in this book. But notice the Holy Spirit's record of those Bereans as they were searching out to learn and to check out what was being preached. In Acts 17, 11, he says these were more noble than those in Thessalonica. You thought I was going to miss this, and I want to just say this very, very quickly. The Holy Spirit calls them calls them noble, noble. Paul didn't get angry with them. He didn't get upset with them. As questions came up, the assumption is that he answered them. He helped them out. He didn't call them Pharisees. He didn't, he didn't go and say, touch not the Lord's anointed. No, no. That would be taking the Scripture out of context anyway. That's all about an Old Testament, not, not, a, not about New Testament. He didn't, he didn't say, you're causing trouble. He accused them of sowing discord. No, what he did is the Holy Spirit called them noble. Noble. It wasn't right just because Paul preached it. This is what I'm trying to say here. It wasn't right just because Paul preached it. It was right because God's inspired word had said it and it was pre, it was preached in the right manner. And beloved, that's the way it has to be. That's the way it has to be. Paul said it this way when he wrote to the church at Corinth. 1 Corinthians 11 and verse 1. Be ye followers of me even as I also am of Christ. And that should be all of our desires. That should be our attitude as well, from the, from the pulpit all the way up to the pew, beloved, and everywhere in between. They were more noble than those in Thessalonica. Let us consider our own hearts in these matters. Brother Tom Ross said it this way in his commentary on the book of Acts. He said the Brians were earnest seekers of the truth. They did not merely go on the word of the preacher. They searched the scriptures to see if the things being preached were so. I am convinced that if more professing Christians had the spirit of the Bereans, we would have a lot less heresy in our day. The Bereans did not merely pick up their Bibles one day a week. Rather, they sought to mine truths of scripture every day. Every Christian needs to spend some time in the word of God. Every day, not not only should we read it, we should search it out as we would, would for hid treasures. Time spent in earnest study of the Scriptures is never wasted. If more Baptist church members followed the example of the Brians, there wouldn't be so many churches compromising and departing from the faith once, once delivered unto the saints. And as we draw this to a close, let me just say, we notice this grand truth. The Scriptures are sufficient. The Scriptures are sufficient. Acts 17.11 These were more noble than those in Thessalonica in that they received the Word with all readiness of mind and searched the Scriptures daily whether these those things were so. 
in your home, in the pew, in the pulpit. What did the preacher need? He needed the Bible. What did the people need? What did the brands need? They needed the Bible. What's needed today? The Word of God. What do your young people need? The Word of God. What do your old people need? They need the Word of God. We don't need another book. We don't need another word from heaven. Hey, listen, if you want to hear God's word, if you want to hear, if you want to hear God speak, read your Bible. If you hear God speak audibly, read it out loud. Right? The Bible is our only rule of faith and practice. Whatever else we have, whether books of men or education or opinion, it must submit to the Word of God. May we all be like those noble Bereans as we receive the Word with all readiness of mind and search the Scriptures daily to see whether it's so. As the preachers today, may we always preach the Word of God and appreciate the noble Bereans we have in our churches. May God add a blessing to His Word. And thank you again for this opportunity.